Hello and welcome to The Word Opened with me, Bramwell, from Holness Ministries. This is a weekly podcast opening God's Word, going through verse by verse and looking at what God's Word, the Bible, says. Over the last few weeks, we have been traveling through the book of Acts and Uh, Through the book of Acts, we've been looking at the foundation of what sets the foundation for the book of Acts, but similarly, what sets the foundation for our own faith and where our faith is. And so going through that verse by verse, we find ourselves uh, this week looking at Acts 1, reading from verse 6, and we're going to be unpacking that. But I just want to, you know, as we go into this, Uh, Give a shout out to BMC Radio and New Sound Christian Radio who share this podcast on a Wednesday evening. Uh, You'll find us on New Sound Christian Radio between 6 and 7 on a Wednesday evening and on BMC Radio between 9 and 10. And you'll also catch uh, myself and Natasha on a Sunday Uh, on both radio stations with Christian Classics. Uh, You can find us on a Sunday morning between half seven and half nine on BMC Radio and between four and six p.m. on New Sound Christian Radio. And we are privileged and honoured to be able to share uh, the work that we're doing in these two shows with those two radio stations. But now let's really dig into Acts 1, uh, verses 6 to 8. As I said, we've been looking at the foundations of what sets the foundations of this book of Acts and also setting the foundations of our, 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 our foundations of our faith. You know, we've gone from verse 1 where we looked at Jesus's, uh, you know, everything being set on Jesus's actions and speaking his actions and his teaching we've talked about you know, the commandments that he gives even the command and that when we are following a command of Jesus it's you know, because he wants the best for us we've been talking about you know, the infallible proofs we looked at the kingdom of God spent a couple of weeks looking at the kingdom of God and how that manifests uh, in this world and how it manifests in our lives and we've talked about you know, being assembled together and the promise of the father in the last couple of weeks we've been unpacking uh, the baptism we looked at the baptism of water and we've looked at the baptism of the holy spirit so everything that is a foundation to our faith and understanding these things and now we come say to verse six verse six says therefore when they had come together They asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Joe, we see this thing of you know the restoration of the kingdom to Israel which is what there is a desire there is a belief that the messiah would be the one who would restore the kingdom to Israel and it was believed that that the messiah would come and he would be a warrior 
he would be a soldier, that he would overthrow the Roman Empire that, was, that had taken over Israel at the time and would restore Israel to, to the Jews and that you know, there would be this amazing transformation and change as they, were, as they were restored. And yet Jesus didn't do that. He didn't come as a soldier. He didn't come as the warrior that they expected. He didn't come, you know, wielding a sword. But he came with the message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And I believe that's really why a lot of people didn't see Jesus as the Messiah. Because he wasn't what was to be expected do you know, I just wonder that how many of us, you know, have an expectation of something and that as we have that expectation, that it doesn't fulfill itself as we expect. Do you know, definitely the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't expect Jesus in the way that he was, didn't expect the Messiah in the way that he was. You know, and today, you know, how many of us, you know, don't expect Jesus to work in the way that he works. You know, we can often hear the thing that people say, oh, you know, being a Christian it means an easy life. Well, it's far from that. You know, being a Christian, being a true believer of Christ and, and walking with Christ in relationship, you know, the thing that he is desperate for, the thing that he desires most is our obedience. He desires our heart, our heart to follow him, to do as he requires of us. You know, he requires that obedience of us. You know, the disobedience to God is what is separating us. It's the disobedience to God that is sin. And it's that that separates us from having that relationship with him. And that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus desires our obedience yeah, that's that's countercultural to what we may believe and what we may see. It's countercultural to the world. It's countercultural to everything that is set before us. But Jesus is countercultural. You know, we talk about an upside down kingdom, a kingdom that comes where the master serves. The master doesn't sit at the top of the table and expect everybody else to serve him. But the master comes to serve. Jesus came to serve. And so these disciples are in that place now where they are seeing exactly what Jesus is saying. Yeah, he says yeah, beforehand that they're not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, they've been promised about this promise of the Father. The promise of the Father being the Holy Spirit. And yet it's almost like they completely miss that. They completely miss it. And that their minds are, are focused on this restoration of the kingdom to Israel. And they think they're excited. They think this is it. This is the time when Israel is going to be restored. You know, a restoration means a restoring to its former state. This would have been a state that was pre-Roman rule. That's the desire that they have. The desire for the kingdom of Israel before 
it was Roman. Let us remember that Jesus had been preaching about the kingdom of God for three years by this time. Three years he had been preaching about the kingdom of God. And so this desire to see the kingdom of Israel restored has never gone away. And they thought, as I said, that the promise of the Father and the restoration would come at the same time. The question misunderstands what the promise is and also what they are to do in the next steps. You know, Jesus has already said to them that they are that he commands them to not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. You know, he says, you know, that's written in, in verse 4, and yet here they've misunderstood everything. It's almost like they've had blinkers on. The Messiah was always seen as someone who would defeat the Roman Empire, and they were still believing in this. And I said earlier, how many times do we misunderstand? How many times do we misunderstand God's promise for us? You know, maybe God gives us a promise and we think it's going to happen in a certain time. God gives us a promise and we think it's going to happen in a certain way. Maybe we have a vision. Maybe there's something that God has given us in a vision and we're holding on to it and expecting it to happen in a certain way. And yet, we can miss it because we have a misunderstanding of how that can happen. You know, so many times in the in Jesus' teaching, he talks about the fact that it is not for us to know the hour. And even in today, you know, in today's society, I hear many times people talking about, oh, you know, the birthing pangs have started and we're in and and you know, again, missing it. They're trying to piece together stuff from the Bible. They're trying to piece together and put it into their own time frame. You know, all of that, you know, the last days, the birthing pangs, all of those things, they've been there since Jesus ascended to heaven. It's not something new. It's what happened 2,000 years ago that started that. You talk of wars. It's been happening for 2,000 years. Talk of famines. It's been happening for 2,000 years. We've seen all these things that God, that Jesus talks about 2,000 years ago happening 2,000 years ago and right through to today. We've got to stop trying to put things into our own timing and start trusting God. Because that's exactly what Jesus then says in verse 7. He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. He's not saying it won't happen. In fact, he's offering them hope because he's saying it will happen. But it will happen and the only person that knows when it's going to happen is the Father. The only person that will know when these things will happen is God. What is our role within this? Our role within this is to walk in obedience, to keep trusting him. You know, at times we can get so fed up. We can get so fed up and tired of, of like, oh Lord, when will you do this? 
But our role is to stay obedient and to keep trusting him that it will happen, that the promise will be fulfilled. The promise he has given us will be fulfilled. We have to stop focusing on us. Things are not about us. But where we live in a sinful world, things about pride and selfishness, they can creep in. Pride and selfishness can be something that is a sinful nature. And so we want to be in control. We want to know everything. And instead of letting God do his work, we try to manipulate God into doing it when we want him to do it. Do you know, I could share a yeah, testimony at this point. Um, if uh, About, well, I think it was, I'm trying to think how many years ago now it was. Um, must be about six six years ago now. Um, yeah, I faced a, a, a difficult time in my life and I lost contact with my two girls and when I got married to Natasha the Lord spoke very clearly and said that I needed to give the girls up that I wasn't to fight for them anymore I wasn't trying to push things through myself but that I needed to give them over to him I needed to trust him with them and that was difficult yeah they were my girls I loved them dearly yeah, I wanted them to be part of my life. I wanted them to be part of our life. I had to, but I, it was the Lord said I needed to give them over to Him and to trust Him with them. And in doing so, yeah, and in the wrestle of doing so, here yeah, God gave me the strength to be able to do that. Not to say that my mind didn't sometimes think about trying to to get them back in my own strength. You know, that, that wasn't the case. But he helped me through those times. And he helped me with, with the support of Natasha to, to do that. You know, I could always be safe in sharing with her what I was feeling. And similarly, you know, I could obviously share with the Lord about what I was feeling, even though he knew already. But then there was these times where it was like, okay... Is this the time? Is this the time? Are we going to have this? Are we going to have this restoration? Are we going to have this amazing restoration as a family? And there were there were moments within the five years that we had where it was like, oh, you know, is this it? Is this it? And then it didn't pass. But when the timing was right... God opened the door for that to happen and it happened in in an amazing way of my eldest literally getting in touch through fire or fire for finding me doing um, a radio station doing BMC radio doing a live show on BMC radio and on that she found me and she got in touch with me she was listening live and she got in touch and it was through that that the relationship started to be restored. Now, if I'd been pushing on my own things and in my own way, it, it could have been the fact that I could have totally missed that. I could have totally messed that up. But in trusting God, even in those number of years, 
to not push it my own way, not to have my own agenda, but to trust him meant that his timing, his will was perfect. And so we come back to Acts 1 uh, verse 6 of verse 7. You know, where Jesus says it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Joe, if we look at the passage uh, of the disciples on the Emmaus Road, yeah, they were disappointed because they didn't see Jesus do what they expected. Yeah, they were discussing this and they were discussing yeah, what what had happened. And discussing that, when Jesus came and met with them, that conversation becomes more open. And they're disappointed. You know, we thought he was the one. You know, it's almost like now they suddenly, they're totally doubting it. They're doubting that Jesus was the one. He didn't do what they expected. And in that, they could have missed the next part. You know, they're discussing it and Jesus is, is sharing with them about all the scriptures relating to himself and to his death and his resurrection. You know, they, they still don't see him. And it's not until he stays with them and breaks bread that their eyes are then opened and they see who he is. They see Jesus. They could have missed it. Because of their own disappointment. But their eyes were opened. Yeah, and how many of us can, again, you know, just come back to this thing of how many of us can, can miss what Jesus has in store for us. Because we either think we can do it our own way. Or we have our own mindsets of things. Or we even get to a stage where we're disappointed. Yeah, the, the, the devil will come to try and bring disappointment into our mindset. Oh, God isn't going to do this. God isn't going to do that. God isn't going to, to bring these things about. Yeah, you're wasting your time. He's constantly on our backs wanting to pull our relationship away from Jesus. To stop us having a relationship with Jesus. But Jesus will never let us down. Our Heavenly Father will never let us down. So we're told that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We're told that his promises are yes and amen. This is why we need to understand Scripture this is why we need to hold on to scripture because when those times come and we start to have moments of doubt that we start to have moments of drifting away scripture holds us firm scripture gives us the promises and the truth it is jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. And he will never leave us. And those things that are promised will come. They will come. 
As Jesus says here to the disciples about the kingdom to Israel, he says, It's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And so with that in mind, let's look at Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Yeah, that point again, uh, we need to be watching all the time. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared because we have no idea when Jesus will return. We need to be ready for that. And so it's about, you know, we often talk in terms of evangelism of, you know, well, you never know when your last breath will be. And it's true. We never know when our last breath will be. You know, if you, in this moment, as you're listening to this, was to take your last breath, are you assured of where you are going? Do you know where you are going? Have you got that total assurance that you are going to be in the kingdom of God, the everlasting life kingdom? Do you have that assurance? Or are there things in your life that need to be dealt with? Maybe you're even listening to this and you've never accepted Jesus before. You don't even understand. Do you know what the Bible says? That we are to believe. That we are to confess Jesus is Lord. And believe in our hearts that he has risen from the tomb. That brings salvation. Do you confess that Jesus is Lord? Do you confess that Jesus is the Christ? Do you confess that Jesus is um, the Messiah? Can you say that with your mouth? But not just that. Can you believe in your heart that he is alive today? He's not just a dead figure. He's not just someone that was crucified on a cross and left to die. And that's it. Does your heart yearn for the fact that he is alive today? Because if that's the case, then there's your salvation. 
And as your heart believes in that, your heart's desire then will be to follow him because you know that he is alive. You know that he has this power, this amazing power of the spirit. You know that everything is about him. It is not about you anymore. And your life can be transformed. I said earlier on, it's not about the fact that you know, it makes it easier that life becomes easy. It doesn't. Obedience to Christ doesn't become easy. I've already shared one testimony. But obedience to Christ is exactly what he desires for the kingdom of heaven. Don't waste your time. Be prepared for his coming back. And in Mark 13 verse 32 to 37 it says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, not only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. We are to watch for him. We are to watch. We are to keep alert. We are to keep alert for everything that he's doing. But we cannot put things into our own time frame. It's totally impossible. And so we need to get to this stage where we let go of ourself. That we stop thinking it's all about us. And allow God to be in control. To, be allow, to allow Jesus to be our master. You know, as uh, CVM and, and Carl Beach wrote in the code. You know, that Jesus is our master and commander. He's the one that leads our life. It's not us. We don't lead our life. He leads our life. He leads our life, not us. And so as we come to you know, the, the end of this time together, you know, just focusing on this. Remember, it's not for us. It's not for us to take control of our lives. It's not for us to know the timing of everything. It's for us to trust in God. And next week we're going to be continuing to pick this up. And the next bit, you know, within this passage that as we talked about, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And we're going to pick up on that next week about Father and his authority. But until then. I pray that this has been an encouragement to you. I pray that you know through 
this time together that you can release your own control. You know, if you've got, if there's any element that you desire control, you know, because if we look back at this passage, you know, we can look back at it from today and we can say, do you know what? That promise was fulfilled. The promise of the Holy Spirit was fulfilled. God, Jesus told them to stay in Jerusalem because they would receive. And a few days later, they did. And they followed him when they remained in what he required of them. It came true. It happened. And so we come back to this thing of trusting him, waiting upon him and allowing him to lead us. To stop trying to second guess everything that he, te- he, that he will do and trust him. And in this day and age where you know, we can all see that things are, are rapidly changing. We can all see you know, the, the, the increase in various things. You know, the, the increase in difficulties. I don't think anyone can, can escape that. But trust him and remain in him because he is the lord and savior of your life and if he can die upon a cross for you so that you can be saved and you can put your trust in him then i'm pretty certain that he will be able to lead you and guide you through everything that comes let us pray lord May we take heed of this, that it is your promise, your promise of yes and amen, and that your spirit will guide us through all things. It's not for us to know. So in the name of Jesus, may we release anything that we try to keep control of. And may we surrender it all to you. Lord, you be the director of my life. You be everything in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, and just to add, you know, within this, if we put ourselves back into that situation of being one of them disciples, you know, that whole thing of, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And then Jesus says this, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. How do you think they would have felt? I'm pretty certain it would have been the same as you feel when these things don't seem to happen in your timing, but they happen in his timing. This speaks to us today. The Bible speaks clearly to us this isn't just something that happened 2000 years ago and is left there and is dead no this is something that happened 2000 years ago and can speak to us today and build who we are can build us can build our character can build our faith as we put our trust 
in him. Until next week, God bless you, stay safe, stay protected, and know that you are loved. God bless.